Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome to Rugged Theology, a podcast about ministry, church planting, and theology. And um, today we are just so excited. My name is David Drover as an intern here at Mile One, but we also have Jennifer Winger, our women's ministry director here with us. Um, And we're just going to have a chat with her and see what women's ministry is all about um, and a little bit about Jennifer so that you can hear her story. Um, And we're all just really excited because I think this will be a really great episode um, for everybody out there to see what women's ministry looks like in a hard place um, and in church planting and all of these other great things. So um, with that in mind, Jennifer, as your first time on the podcast, tell us a little bit about yourself. How how did you uh, come to Newfoundland? What is women's ministry like? What is your role? Um, I mean, we'll get a little bit more into the in-depth questions, but just a little bit about yourself. Sure, sure. Yeah. So I was actually born in central Canada in Stowe. Uh, well, I was born in Kitchener-Waterloo in Ontario. And, but I grew up in Stouffville, and I met my husband in high school. And so three things. I said I would never be a stay-at-home mother. I would never be married to my husband. And I would never live in Newfoundland. Hmm. And so 23 years later, I have spent a significant amount of time being a stay-at-home mother. <laughs> I'm married to my husband, and I live in Newfoundland. So, yeah, yep. so God has a great sense of humor. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I actually went to university in Ontario at McMaster, and my husband came out here to Dalhousie to Nova Scotia. And after we were done three degrees... Um, Paul said to me, he said, you know what, I'm, I think I'm going to do my master's and my PhD in Newfoundland. And I said, please, Lord, don't send him to Newfoundland. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be honest. And, uh, but good. anyways, we, I, uh, I finished my occupational therapy degree, my health sciences degree at McMaster. And uh, very quickly, um, we got married and, and we moved to Newfoundland. So um, about a year, um, I started at Eastern Health, and about a year in, we'd been doing a little bit of church shopping, um, and there was a girl in one of the hospitals, and she was putting away her Sunday school uh, curriculum, and she said, Jennifer, you know, you want to come to church? And I said, sure, and it was a Baptist church, and I grew up Presbyterian, Um, so I said, sure, I'll give it a go. and so we came to Calvary, and they were the friendliest church in the neighborhood. And uh, so 22 years later, I'm still here at Calvary Baptist Church. They, um, This church is our church family. All our family is still up in Ontario. And um, they are sometimes more my brothers and sisters than some of my <laughs> 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 family at home. Um, so yeah, so I started here, um, I was a Christian, my husband was not, um, but since then, uh, very early into our time at Calvary, my husband became a Christian, hmm. he's now an elder here at the church, 20 years later, um, but I had a lot of learning to do, I didn't understand the gospel, um, I had all these pieces that I had grown up with, but didn't understand how it all fit together, and was very cognizant that I was biblically illiterate. Hmm. So can, and I, can I just jump in real quick and say, sure. what do you mean by biblically illiterate? Um, just for anybody watching who might not know the what you mean. So I grew up 
um, going to church, but I wouldn't say I was part of a church, part of church community. Mm-hmm. I have always had a desire to read scripture. I can remember standing with my King James Version Bible and staring at the wallpaper in my parents' room and reading it out loud to this um, imaginary crowd. Hmm. And that was cool. long before I was a Christian. So I know that the Lord has had his hand on my heart since the beginning. Um, but I still feel biblically illiterate. I feel like I just there's just not enough knowledge that I can put in. Um, so I, but I think that drives me. Mm-hmm. I think that, and it drives me to serve women. And when I talk about women, I'm talking about age 11 up to yeah. 99. Um, and so I did start in children's ministry here at Calvary. Um, and I did that for a number of years. Um, and the Lord just laid it on my heart over and over that the next generation needed to be biblically literate. Um, yeah. And then as Pastor Steve came um, about six years ago, he, he could see that I had a real heart for women's ministry. And I couldn't kind of get my head around what God was asking me to do. But he kept saying, you need to look at this. You really need to study complementarian leadership. Um mm-hmm not just for the church, but for you personally. Um, and so I just, yeah. So it's only been the last couple of years that I've actually been the women's ministry director here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's still a new position for me and I'm still learning. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so just to kind of draw that a little bit more, that was great to hear how you kind of came to Calvary. Um, and of course, my own mission is a part of Calvary, but are you able to maybe flesh out a little bit more how you came into the role as women's ministry director of Mile One Mission and what sure. that journey kind of looked like? Sure. <laughs> so, so yeah. So as I was, it's interesting the the journey that that the Lord will take you through. So as I was working in children's ministry, one of the things that I was doing was developing leaders. But I didn't know that. <laughs> I just knew I needed Sunday school teachers, and I needed. Right. But I also. Um, so I got involved very early on. One of our previous pastors, um, Gary Stewart, he he had a real heart for uh, for the children in the church, and um, and introduced me to Children Desiring God, which is now Truth Seventy Eight, and um, and one of our elders as well was really you know um, encouraging that, and and that's where I learned my my Bible actually was <laughs> was was teaching in children's ministry. I'd yep. literally be a week ahead of the three year olds um, as I worked through the Old Testament, and and they didn't yep. expect much from me, so they weren't a tough crowd. Um, but what I was realizing that I was growing ministry leaders, um, which is really what my role is here now at, at Mile One is to um, is to come alongside and as as the Lord is leading our women's leaders that I'm that I'm there with them um, and encouraging them and and it just it doesn't mean that I have it all figured out it just means that I've been walking with the Lord sometimes a little bit longer and I know the pitfalls and the ups and downs of ministry mm-hmm. um, you know from a woman's perspective and um, and yeah so 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 it, it makes it easier for me to come alongside new church planting wives, new interns wives, um, as well as other positions in the church. Um, you know, so, so discipleship is important. Um, and yeah, and, and there are women's issues that the men just don't want to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> or not as well equipped or to not deal as with. Well, Cause you're just, you're not a woman. And so, so, but it's grand because then, um, 
um, there's a real sense of walking shoulder to shoulder together mm-hmm. um, and working together. And I think we have a really marvelous way of interacting with one another here at Mile One Mission. Men and women, I, I think we're starting to get it and how to work together and and um, use our strengths and encourage one another. And, mm-hmm. and I, like, I just, like, I love coming in here. Like I get up in the morning and there's hard work to be done. And this is a hard place to share the gospel and even to disciple. But we, we're a family and we've figured that out. And, and that doesn't always mean we have good days here. <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty rough. Yeah. It's like a family. <laughs> we, you know, we, so. <laughs> we, we've all had our turn having a little cry and, you know, we got to yep. pray over one another. And, yep. um, and sometimes we got to say, you know what, you, you were, you were rude to me in that conversation and, yep. and we need to wash the gospel over one another. And so, but that's exciting because there's a level of trust, I think, that, that grows on the team and i think that that's i think people see that there's an affection there mm-hmm. um that's contagious yeah absolutely and i mean just, like just speaking from even an intern's pers- a male intern's perspective it's so great to have that kind of diversity um and different perspectives like we often talk about pink lenses and blue lenses yeah. and <laughs> how helpful that can be even also as a new married person to walk down the the hallway and say hey jennifer um yeah. like this is what I'm wondering, like, this is what me and Leanne were talking about yesterday. Can you help me understand what <laughs> she might be yeah. feeling or understand, you know, those yeah. kinds of conversations? And so. sometimes I say to you, you'll say, should I talk about it? And I'm like, no, that would not be the way to approach that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like I should say this. Should I? No. Okay. No, yeah. No. Okay. I, thank you. It needed that. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it's good. It's yeah. good. Um, and but, but it's also exciting for me. I mean, we we strongly use the language of, you know, you're to treat older uh, women in the church as mothers and you're to treat you know women beside you as sisters and we we use that language right mm-hmm. um and and it's a great encouragement to me and and I'll tease but I'm also serious sometimes I'll say to you like I expect that you're going to look after me when I'm 90 you know and so to watch the younger generation which I prayed for for so many years you know here um to to be biblically literate that's exciting right where mm-hmm. where when you step into the pulpit i trust that you have done your job um because because that's important for somebody that has a heart for biblical literacy for yeah. for all the church right so mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely um so with that like we've you you talked a lot about how kind of your role as a women's ministry director is to to build up leaders to come alongside church planning wives um, and in, so, in some capacity, I guess it would be to try and foster the community of, of the church and of my own mission and that kind of thing. Um, so just thinking maybe more in the, the day-to-day, like how does that kind of practically, like what, what does that look like um, for anybody who might be listening, wondering, like what is the, I mean, you mentioned kind of coming into the office and interactions that we have, but would you be able to maybe just flesh out a little bit more, like what is the day-to-day, what does your role kind of look like for anybody because there might be some people listening who want to come and intern and mm. maybe mm. be a women's ministry director of a church plant or something like that. So for, for those kinds of people, like what does your role look like a little bit more right. in depth? Right. So always the gospel, always discipleship um, for, for me as well. Um, so depending on where you are in the church, whether you're a new believer, whether you're a church planting wife, we, we all need discipleship. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that look like day to day? 
um, first of all, I have to get to know the women in the church. So that is a priority. Um, and what I've come to realize is that 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 takes some time um, just to ask all kinds of questions. So I do a lot of listening as I get to know whoever it is, um, you know. Um, but then I but then I have to ask the Lord and discern what does this person need next. So if I think mm. about that scripture verse where it talks about us changing from one degree of glory to another, it doesn't say ten degrees. So thankfully, so <laughs> <laughs> thankfully. So so what does that woman need next? How can I encourage her? Where does she need to take another step towards the Lord? Um, because let's face it, the Lord's pursuing us but then we need to take that that step towards him. So how can I encourage them? So I think that that is something that the Lord has given me as wisdom of, of how do I work with this woman wherever she's at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't assume anything. If she's 60, she might still be taking be- baby steps. Yep. Um, but how does it look? I mean, I have a roster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right now we have 90 women at Calvary, and then we have wow. three... Um, either church planning wives or, or interns, plus we get summer interns um, through the summer. Um, so there's a lot of people to to watch over. Um, I now have a women's ministry leaders team. There's 12 of them, um, which is a huge answer to prayer <laughs> because th- they they know they need to um, to help. And so so again, I we we lead a Bible study once a week. Um, on Tuesday nights, and and I expect that people be there um, if they can't be um, anywhere else. Like if they if they can't be in a life group, um, I I do want them to be there for their good. It, it's it, you know, um, and again, it's not a legalistic thing, but I know how important it is to know the women in your community. And we talk a lot about okay, this is what we've learned in scripture, mm-hmm. um, and how does this walk out in community? Because right. that's important. I do do biblical counseling. I sit on the Canadian Biblical Counseling Coalition. Um, I'm still a baby biblical counselor, <laughs> um, but that has been very useful to come alongside some of, you know, well, for everybody, um, but I certainly do um, sort of some small C women's counseling. So I do a lot of that during the week. For interns coming, um, I don't think that every woman intern is coming to be a women's ministry director. For sure. Some yeah. of them might, you know, um, it used to be when you walked in the church for a little while, it was, you had two choices. You want to be in children's ministry or in the worship team. And, and what if you don't want to do either? Yeah. Then that, what? Then what? <laughs> so now we are in a different situation of, okay, what is it that you and the Lord have been, what's laid on your heart, right? And maybe for you, um, you might be a prayer warrior and you're just going to, pray for us and you know like we need that and we need a lot of that right or or maybe your gift is hospitality um and just having a ton of coffee we talk a lot about coffee here right i love coffee yeah yeah so sometimes maybe you're just a coffee fiend and you're just going around tapping heads um Mm -hmm. and i think so i so i don't assume on any intern that comes here what their gifting is we recently had a summer intern and she's all about you know administration okay well let's grow that you know and then how do you get involved in the community awesome so so i don't presuppose whoever's coming in what god's laid on your heart right right the other thing is because i've now lived here for 
23 years, but I'm not a homegrown Newfoundlander, although apparently I'm an HBCU now, which is a here by choice. Um, (laughs) 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 But I know what it's like to be, to live from somewhere else in Canada and come here and try and, and live in this culture. And it is not easy, but the, but the Lord has, um, shown my husband and I grace and for the most part you guys <laughs> <laughs> for the most part <laughs> let us you know yeah. uh, be part of things so 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 I have but I have that advantage mm-hmm. that I know what it's like to you come. can relate to them yes yeah. yes and at the same time be trusted by the Newfoundlanders because mm-hmm. I've been here long enough and been part of the culture right so yeah absolutely so we've we've already kind of started talking a little bit about women who might be interested in doing a, a internship here so I guess the, the next question would be, what would be your encouragement to them? Or why would you, um, I guess, promote the women's internship at Milo Mission? Like, what, what about it would you say? Like, you should come do this because blank or what, whatever. Like, how, what would you say um, to somebody who's considering? And how would you encourage them to, to pray and think about it? And what might be the pros of coming and the cons and that kind of stuff, if that makes sense? Yeah. So we're looking to plant 10 churches yes minimum minimum and we're not just looking probably to look to plant here in st john's but ultimately across the island Mm -hmm. and into labrador so we got a lot of work to do um and we need women we need women and men working together as god has gifted them um, and so, and I never assume that a pastor's wife, so the lead pastor, that she wants to do something specific. Her, her, her main job is to love Jesus and look after her husband and stop. Yes. So the pastor needs a group of women around him that can do different things. Um, so for instance, just as an example, mm-hmm. um, say your wife is all about finances. So she's going to do two things. She's probably going to have a, a gift to, to win whatever role that the Lord lays on her heart to be part of the financial piece of the church. Very important. But her top job is to love Jesus and love you because no one else in the church can love you the way she's gonna. True. But then you're going to need somebody that has a heart for discipling women, or you're going to need uh, another woman that has a heart to disciple the children. You're going to need that Titus too, right, around you. Mm-hmm. You might need an administration person to keep you organized, because I know you're organized, David, but... Not that organized. We all need some administration, <laughs> as we've learned. So so you need women around you, and I tease Steve sometimes, um, you know, you need three or four women, you know, that... and, and But that's isn't that family... We're supposed to have moms and aunts and sisters Absolutely. and, and, and so, but, and we need a woman that maybe sometimes maybe it's, it's good that it's not your wife. It's somebody that's, that, um, you know, and again, it's, it's, so I think we are going to look at, um, as women come, like where's the fit to on, on what team you're going to join. But the nice thing about coming here is that you have support. So yes, it's a difficult place. Um, we are isolated. It is difficult to not have other ministry leaders to turn to. I've certainly felt that. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why I travel and go to conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you're going to need the support here. You're going to need to come and sit in my office and cry and go like, I, I don't know what to do. Right. Okay. Well, maybe I don't know either, but we know the one that does know. Yeah. And we can pray and we can pray together and we can, mm-hmm. you know, we can, we can shoulder in together. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I really love what you said that the, especially for lead pastor's wife, cause that's, I know conversations I've had with my wife trying to figure out, um, you know, the road for us, but, that their main role is to love Jesus and then love their husband. They don't need to go out and be superwoman no. um, while having a full-time job, while, no. you know, taking care of the kids, while taking care of all of the women at the church, you know, the 90 women that you have right. <laughs> or whatever, right? So, right. Um, yeah, that's super awesome. And for anybody who is listening, we certainly do offer um, different versions of internships for women, summer, um, short-term, long-term, whatever that may be. Um, and you get to work side-by-side with, this wonderful woman sitting across the table from me. So <laughs> thank you. Dave. Yes. Um, I would definitely encourage anybody to consider praying and coming. And there is a need, like Jennifer said, we are mm-hmm. hoping to plant churches um, in a place that really, really needs them. And for, for other um, info on that, you can look to other podcasts. We've done a bunch on why Newfoundland, what it's like here. Um, so definitely go back and look at those. Um, so I have one, one more question for you, Jennifer. Sure. Um, as we, as we kind of wrap up, now, I don't, I don't necessarily, um, a lot of places use the term, like, move up the ranks. Um, that's not really the, the language that we use necessarily here at Milo Mission, but just to use the quote that people will probably understand. Um, can, can women move up the ranks, in quotation marks, at Milo Mission? And, and what does that look like? So if somebody did come here, I, I guess kind of what could be a long-term, because we, we are complementarian, but mm-hmm. is there kind of a long-term plan? for how women can come and grow and, and what they could eventually do, say, at a church plant. Um, if, if, if you're following the question, like what, what would be kind of the progression for a woman? And again, like you already mentioned, I mean, of course, it depends on where they're at, what their giftings are. But um, if there's kind of like a general, is there a general maybe pathway that, that you can see certain women um, following when they get here? Obviously, within the context of, of their personal giftings and growth and that kind of thing. Yeah. uh, So a couple things. Um, First of all, if you're going to come and be an intern, expect to work. I'm like, I'm uh, inside the office, outside the office. You know, a couple of our previous interns have talked about that. Like (laughs) you're getting in the car. We're going to talk theology. We're going to go serve. Yeah. It's not Um, just a nine to five. It's not a nine to five. Ministry for me is 24 seven. Um, that doesn't mean you have to work 24 seven, but you, you better be loving Jesus 24 seven. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Um, so all of ministry is, 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 um, is, is, is our life, right? Um, can you move up the ranks? I, I think I, maybe it's an unspoken thing, but I think that you should have some sort of leadership skills if you want to be an intern. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, whether you talk a lot or you don't, or I'm not talking about that. I'm like, can you, can you lead, you know, and whether that means you, you lead a Sunday school class at the beginning, whether you lead a Bible study, whether you lead worship, uh, like you should have some leadership skills. Um, And I think the other thing that's very important is A, that you have a teachable heart. Yes. And Mm. And B, that you are willing to take some initiation. So here's a very silly, silly thing. But um, if you see that's something that needs to be done, 
do it. You know, don't, don't walk up the stairs and not take that cup up with you. But I see that in ministry too. Like if the chairs need setting up, set them up. Mm-hmm. Um, because if, and, and this is scriptural, but when God gives us the little things to do and you're faithful with them, he gon- he's going to keep giving you bigger things. And I, and I feel that way too about, um, so, so I think there's only one place to go is go to go up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and the only thing that really, and John Piper helped me with this, the, really the only thing that you can't do is be an elder and preach mm-hmm. and and teach men. But but as I say teach men, I think I do a little bit of informal teaching here and there. Absolutely. So, taught me. <laughs> yeah, so little so little tea teaching, right? And yeah. and that's to glorify God. It's not about me. It's about how do I serve mm-hmm. um serve the church and so yes but but again um i think what the ladies are always surprised about is i'll say oh i have some plans for you because the the lord will let's say you know oh this person is you know maybe gifted this way or you start to see things right Mm -hmm. and then but you won't tell them and they and and what they start to 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 get their head around is oh i've been observed i just didn't know it i didn't know it Yep. Right. So that when they come to me and they go, Jennifer, I really like, I really want to teach this particular Bible study. This is my favorite. And I go, okay, that's good. <laughs> and they go, you already knew. And yeah. <laughs> yep. It took you this long. Yeah. Didn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I'll wait for you and the Lord to have, have a chat about it and, yep. and be, you be in, you know, knows in scripture mm-hmm. and, um, and then just watching the community love them. Just even, even those that, that aspire to, to go mm-hmm. out and plant, you know, and the, the community, if, if it's really the Lord's will, the community will affirm that. Yep. Right. When they'll say, oh, look at that particular person finally get over themselves and they're teaching. <laughs> 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 and I say that a lot. We got to get out of our own way yep. and let the Lord work through us. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, I was just thinking as you were, as you were saying that to, to do kind of the role that you have two two really key things about you that I've also just witnessed personally, even as you've been speaking, is patience and trust. Um, and I guess this is true for all of discipleship, but we've got to be patient with people to understand where they're at. Um, and also with patience, be trusting that, you know, it's not our job to change people. No. It's, it's God's and he's yeah. the one who's going to do it. He's the one who's really ultimately in charge of changing their heart and discipling um, we just kind of come along for the ride and it's really, really great to hear just to see your journey and how you've even grown and, and what that looks like now and, and the patience and the trust that you have just to say those kinds of things, you know, like, oh, I think this person would be really good here, but I'm not going to engage that yet. I'm just going to wait. Just wait. Um, because that's life. Yeah. Life isn't always about, you know, getting through everything and being thrown into the positions that might be, you know, you might be gifted in, but it, it's just, you know. Yeah. It's a long process. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Um, and God's been patient with me, right? It's taken me a long time to um, just to see the things that he, he wanted me to see, right? And, it's, yeah. you know, because I'm not a very patient person at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> especially with myself and my own, you know, right. sanctification. So it's, it's, but it's because I trust the Lord implicitly mm-hmm. that I know that I can trust the person in front of me to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's then that then, you know, it alleviates the burden that I have to carry everybody's burdens. I don't have to. 
I just, I just know the one that I can take you to. And, and I, you know, I'm to do the one another's right. Mm -hmm. The forgive one another, love one another, you know, but I don't have to sanctify you. Yeah. It's not my job. Absolutely. So I want to ask you one quick question and then I think we're almost out of time, but you mentioned, um, that the fact that you listened to or read John Piper in some capacity, Mm -hmm. because as, as women and as complementary in our position is that, you know, women shouldn't be elders or preach. Mm -hmm. Um, and for some women listening, that might be discouraging. That might be hard. They might feel as if they're a gifted, you know, preacher or whatever. Um, so I guess I would just ask maybe, and I'd say we're going to have an episode on complementarianism coming up yes. once we can get like you and Steve and, you know, um, different people in the same room. Um, so I hope for anybody listening that you look forward to that. But I guess maybe as a little snippet, like what would be your encouragement for those women um, who might be listening, who may not have really heard of this thing, complementarianism before, and um, who might feel gifted in, in the area of, of preaching or, or teaching or whatever that may be, or even just what was it kind of in, in a sentence that John said or helped you with that kind of let, helped you move along that journey yourself? And that might be, it might be a hard kind no. of summary question. Oh, no, but, no, no. Okay. Um, so I'm somebody that you don't say, no, you can't do that. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me I can't do this. Tell me what I can do. Mm-hmm. So John Piper was very good. And not just John Piper. I, I'm like Revive Our Hearts has had a huge impact on me. So Nancy Lee DeMoss and Mary Cassian, um, Dana Gresh, like I don't, like a Holly Elif, all, all that crowd. Um, that's what God used to change my heart. And, and John Piper was like, look at all these things that you can do. Like you are Hmm. so needed. Like, so, so all the women in the church and all the children, is is that enough for you to teach? Um, And then thanks be to God, I don't have to do everything. So like, I, I, I want somebody to do some of the, <laughs> to carry the burden. Right. And, and there are things where, you know, and, and I am an elder's wife as well, where I go, thank goodness, I, I don't have to deal with that. Like feel blessed that you have brothers and fathers in, in our life that, that are there to carry the weight. Um, and, and the Lord hasn't asked me to do that. And it doesn't, the biggest learning for me is, I have equal value and worth that you do. Steve reminds us of all the time. Absolutely. But I have a different role and function. But for me, it, it for a long time, well, well, maybe God likes the men better. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he just has a different job for them and doesn't make me worth less. Um, and so there's just mm-hmm. so many things that need to be done as, as a woman. So your plate will be full enough. Absolutely. You can, you can use every skill that God has given you. So, th- And that's the gift that God has given me, um, is to have eyes to see that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks so much again, Jennifer, for being Thank here. Um, it's been great even just for myself to, to sit down and chat yeah, with you fun. and learn a little bit about your story and all that good stuff. Um, so if you're thinking about possibly interning with Mile One, um, feel free to reach out to us through our website or Facebook page. And I'm pretty sure Jennifer's email is on the site as well. Um, so I would just encourage you guys all to pray. If you have questions, let us know. And, um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Thank you. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.org.
www.cnews.ca.